Hey, and welcome back to the show. You, my friend, are in for an extra special treat today. Seriously, you are going to love today's guest. I have Rob Temple and Kennedy. You know, I have no idea what his last name is. Anyway, I have Rob and Kennedy here all the way from England. Okay, technically they're not here here as in the United States, but they are here on the podcast today. And who doesn't love a good English accent? Am I right? I could listen to these guys all day long. Plus, they're really funny. And I've heard that when they're out and about, you can find them at the buffet table. So they're definitely my kind of guys. Anyway, today, Rob and Kennedy are here to talk about how to make your email marketing simpler and better for both you and your audience. So get comfortable, grab a pen and paper, and listen in to this fabulous training. Hey sister, welcome to Simplicity for Solopreneurs. Have you been searching for step-by-step -step instructions to create an online business and the time to make it happen? Do you wake up with big goals only to lose focus and get distracted again and again? So you worry that your dream business won't ever be successful? Hey, I'm Christy, a retired teacher who wanted to use my gifts and talents to serve others while making money in this second chapter of life. I felt confused and overwhelmed and wished there was a simple roadmap to plan out my business and set up and organize the back end. I wanted to create a schedule that allowed for the work-life balance and flexibility that I had always craved in my first career. But I kept telling myself I didn't have enough time to get all the things done or the focus to make it happen until I discovered the power of simplicity. In this podcast, you'll find the roadmap you've been searching for to plan and create your own online business, the productivity framework I use to stay focused and get more done, and the simple systems you need to streamline and organize your back office operations so you'll know exactly how to create the successful business of your dreams while having more time and freedom and flexibility in your life. So grab a coffee or sweet tea and let me help you simplify it, sister. Hey, just in case you didn't know, I wanted to tell you about my free Facebook group. If you'd like to discuss today's episode or you just want to hang out and get more tips for starting your online business or getting more done, come and join the Simplicity for Solopreneurs free Facebook group at bit.ly slash sfs group. I'll leave the link in the show notes and I can't wait to see you over there. Okay, as I already told you, you are going to love my guests and get so much value from their training today. But first, let me tell you just a little bit about Robin Kennedy, and then we'll get started. You might know them as hosts of the very entertaining podcast, The Email Marketing Show, or as the founders of the survey platform that makes you sales, Response Suite. 
My guests this week are fast becoming recognized as two of the most dynamic speakers in the world and for reshaping the way we think about email marketing. Red-haired Rob is a comedy stage hypnotist and platinum-haired Kennedy is a psychological mind reader or mentalist as they call it here in the U.S., they have spent almost 18 years each relying on their skills of getting into other people's heads to carve out successful careers in show business. Now, as founders of emailmarketingheroes.com, Rob and Kennedy's mission is to save the world from that grubby, old-fashioned email marketing that we have all grown to loathe and give others the tools to become the email marketing heroes of their own small businesses. And today, these two fun-loving guys are going to take you through a simple formula for writing emails that you love writing and that your audience loves reading. So here they are, Rob and Kennedy. Oh, it's lovely to be here on Simplicity for Solopreneurs. Hey, this is Rob and Kennedy. Hello! Email marketing heroes. And we're going to talk to you about how most people tend to overcomplicate their email marketing. You can think about it as this really difficult technical thing. And one of the things we're going to share with you today is how we prefer to focus on the psychology rather than the technology. Because email is just another content channel. It's a communication method. That's what I want to talk to you about. How to restructure your email newsletter so it's easier and simpler for you to produce and also easier and better for your readers to consume, get value from, and take action, start actually buying some stuff from you. Yeah, because what we're really looking for here is a win-win. We want emails that you love writing. Yes, that's a thing. And we want emails that your subscribers love reading. Yes, that's a thing too. And then when those two things fit together, that's when you have a really profitable email newsletter. I think one of the big problems that we see with most email marketing is that people use it more like a sales channel than a marketing channel. And it is, but we have to be careful about how we use it. See, most people don't do email marketing. They just do email sales. And what I mean by that is they send emails until people, and I'm doing the air quotes here, folks, they buy, die, or unsubscribe. This, oh. this is a thing we actually heard people say, right? Yeah, I mean, we we were we were speaking at we were we were really lucky enough to be the the closing keynote speaker at a really large prestigious uh, conference, a marketing conference in London. And this guy came over to us, and he found us where you always find us at events, which is uh, next to the food buffet. And uh, they said, "Oh, you're the keynote closing speakers. You're doing that email marketing thing, Robin Kennedy. Yeah, I know what that email marketing thing is. It's where you email people and you email them until they buy, die, unsubscribe." We were like, "No, like your your email marketing." Marketing doesn't need to make you want to throw up in your own mouth. It doesn't. What if instead we saw it as just another app on someone's phone snuggled between TikTok and Tinder where people check out your content like they do on Instagram? Like if you go to our Instagram right now or your Instagram, right? You go to at Robin Kennedy on Instagram. You're going to see content that people find valuable that they want to engage with. And imagine if people could look forward to consuming your emails in that exact same way. That's what we want to do. We have this sort of list of, like, what if we could enjoy doing our emails? And what if people enjoyed receiving them? And what if people opened them and looked at them, even if they're not at the stage of wanting to buy yet? Wouldn't that be really good? And after quite a bit of faffing about and not being able to make it work, we finally came up with a formula that we're going to share with you in today's episode that will really help you to do this. 
So let's talk about how this works. The first big thing is that we want to make a big difference between what you're doing and what almost everybody else sending emails is doing. And that means that you need to take a deep breath in, strap yourself in, folks, and stop emailing about your products or your services. What, Rob? What? 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 I do do my own choreography and sound effects. (gasps) What do I mean by that? What do I mean by that? Well, basically, here's the thing. If all you do is email about the products or services that you sell, and about the stuff within that niche and within that world. That means that people will become very quickly trained to know that you only email them to sell them things. And therefore, they should only open your emails if they're ready to buy something. We've all got those people that we're subscribed to who land in our inbox once, you know, once, twice, three, four, five times a week. Um, and he said once, twice, three times a lady there, that's a different song. Um, <laughs> land in our inboxes on a regular basis. And then we know that it's going to be like, oh, here we go again. What's she got to sell us this time? What's she got to sell us this time? And we know that it becomes annoying. We know that they only, or even worse than that, they only pop up once every six months when they're doing a new launch. And you know that it's coming because you get sent a little video series just before it happens. And you know, oh, this is the build to the launch. They've left me on my own to fend for myself and figure this stuff out for six months. And then they come crawling back at launch time. It's a little bit like our friendship, really, Rob, because you only ever text me when you bloody want something. <laughs> that's very true it's very true so you don't want to be that needy friend you don't want to be that you don't want to be that unneedy friend that friend who only turns up when they want something that selfish mean horrible friend like me you want to be the person who's there to support them because let's remember these people didn't join your list by accident for the most part most of these people didn't wander down the street trip up drop their keys and accidentally slip their email address into your opt-in page instead what they did was they came along they saw a thing that was valuable to them and they just put their name and their email address in to hear hear from you. And why did they do it? Because they've got a problem. And Kennedy, when did they want that problem solving? They wanted that problem solving, not today. They wanted solving yesterday. They wanted solving when they first had it. That's a really important distinction. People are not on your email list because they're collecting emails. Emails are like email subscribers. They're not... They're not Pokemon. You don't have to catch them all, right? You've got to remember that we want a quality email list and we want to make sure that when people are receiving your emails, there's value in the emails. I can tell you now, using this strategy, and we're going to get into real the details and the practicalities of it in a second, this is the thing that has led to get us getting complaints. And we got complaints. I remember, I think it was four years ago, I was delivering a presentation at a conference in Las Vegas. So I, and it's a bit of a bit of a flight because I have to get from Newcastle, which is in the northeast of England where I live, down to London. And then we have to get from London and do that horrendous like seven year flight to Las Vegas. I think it takes like 12 or 13, maybe 14 hours to get to Las Vegas. So I was flying home from this conference. I was exhausted. I had a great time. Went well, all that sort of lovely stuff. And I, I land and I realized there's been a delay. I can't get on the flight. There's no Wi-Fi in the airport. And basically what that meant is I couldn't get my newsletter, my email newsletter, my precious email newsletter i couldn't get it out that day when it was expected and that led to our assistant getting a heap of emails people saying i thought you were going to email me today or is is kennedy okay is everything all right and there's not many emails marketing emails where you get that kind of response people saying i really want that another example is Most of the time, when people join our email list, 
We're talking about our email membership called the League of Email Marketing Heroes. Most of the time, that's what we talk about, our core product. And that's, that's what you should talk about, by the way. You should have your core product, and that's the thing you should be talking about more than anything else. And it, it has gotten to the point now where it's kind of ridiculous that people who join our email list, so let's say they, they find us through, and here's a cool th- little tip, by the way. Uh, people might join us through going to our free Facebook group, which we call the Email Marketing Show Community, right? They come in there and they give us their email address. If you haven't got a Facebook group, by the way, that's a really good way of building your email list. A little sort of side tip today for you. So one of the best ways that we build our email list is people go and join our free Facebook group, the Email Marketing Show Community. They find that group. On the way in, they give us their email address to get some free stuff and get our free tips. And they end up on our email list. Great. So what happens next is they're in our email system and we're going to show up and we're going to email them. We're going to email them regularly. We're going to do it. We're going to do it for a place of value, right, Rob? Yeah, absolutely. So what we're looking to do here is to actually show up and be what we call humans of value. And if we just turn up and we just say, come and join our membership, the league, come and join our membership, the league, come and join our membership, the league, that's going to get really old really quickly. Even if we have lots of different angles and hooks and mechanisms to say that, it's still going to get old really quickly. Yeah. So what happened to us is people came in through the Facebook group, for example, and they joined the list and we turned up and be valuable. And then some people, because we're showing up talking about our membership. So you're talking about your product or your service or whatever it's going to be. And as soon as they buy that thing, what does marketing 101, just not even marketing, what does human nature 101 tell you to do? Stop emailing them about it put a little tag on them or put them onto a different list that says, this person has purchased that thing, stop emailing them to sell them it. Stop emailing to tell them about it. So that's what we were doing. We were being good humans. We were serving our audience and being courteous and, and, and thoughtful. But then we got complaints. We got people turning up saying, hey, I've just, I've just joined your membership. I've just bought the thing that you email about. But could I still please get your, your emails that you send out, your newsletters? And we were like, what? the newsletters that sell you the thing you've just bought. And they were like, yeah, 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 I'd really like to continue, continue getting those things because they've become part of my routine. Every every day when you send me that newsletter, I'm looking forward to it, like getting that bit of value from you guys. So wouldn't it be great? And they, we're not unique in this situation. We know people who are coaches who teach all kinds of things from gardening to um, helping kids with autism cook with their parents to using horseback riding as a therapy all the way through to how to courses on building growing bond I was gonna say building bonsai trees that's a different thing to growing bonsai trees that's what you do with them to having memberships like people who do all kinds of things selling gluten-free cakes on the internet and all all kinds of stuff using this exact strategy to make sure that when you show up your emails are valuable to make your emails valuable though how do you do that people are always saying this if you go like if you, we always poke fun at this, um, especially on our podcast, The Email Marketing Show. We always have a bit of a laugh about people who say, well, you've got to just show up and give value. Value. Oh, yes. Have you ever opened your email platform or your, your Instagram to try and make something a post of value? You sort of stare blankly at the screen going, um, I don't know what value is. What, what is value? So one of the things we want to do is make sure that we're doing things which are interesting to people. We want people to see them as interesting. One of the things that you can make sure that you can do to make your stuff more valuable is make it easier to consume. If you make your emails shorter, 
One, that'll be more valuable because people can get to the bottom of it. Unlike our old accountant, he used to send this massive diatribe of an email which no one was making to the bottom of. That's not valuable. It's overwhelming. People are already overwhelmed. Make your email shorter. Also, a side bonus of making your email shorter, it makes them faster for you to write. Much faster for you to write, right? Now, at this point, you've probably heard a contradiction and you're probably thinking, whoa, 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 Robin Kennedy, hold your horses. What's the what's the crack here? What's going on here? Because you've said don't email about your products, but then email and talk about your core product. I don't understand. And here's the difference. What you're going to do is you're going to make sure that you are not emailing about your products, but you are going to talk about your products. And that's the difference. See, what we had to do is we had to figure out what can we send our email subscribers every day where we're never going to run out of content, where we're never going to be short on ideas, where we're never going to sit and scratch our little heads and look at the computer for a day and think, what the heck am I going to write in this email? And that's where we came up with four frameworks. Now, I wish we had time to share all four of them with you right here, and we just don't. So we're going to go through one of them. We're going to give you the framework that we use most often. And this was not created to teach. Come on, that's a lot of stuff on the internet that was just put together in order for it to be taught. We put this together because we've been doing this in our separate businesses for a really long time, and then we needed a way to do it. And we were just pals talking about it. We came up with this idea between us. We both tested the heck out of it. Then we got some of our other friends to test the heck out of it. And eventually that led to us having this business and teaching it. And so uh, here's what the framework is. The first thing you're going to do is you're going to look after the emotional needs of your audience. And what do we mean by that? Well, realistically, your subscribers all have at least one thing in common. If they didn't, they wouldn't be on your list. Now, one of those things might be the thing that is probably going to be the thing that they're interested in, the reason they're on your list, your niche, your industry, that kind of thing. But another thing that's going to hold them all in common it's going to be something else. And it's going to be the thing that we need to cover with their emotional needs. So for example, our audience, our subscribers are typically one to two person businesses. So small or micro businesses working from home mostly with maybe a virtual assistant and a, you know maybe somebody who does their graphic stuff, but the rest of it, it's just all on them. And that comes with a lot of stresses. Now, sure, we talk about email marketing. That's what we teach. But to put, look after the emotional needs of our audience, we also need to talk about all the other things that affect those people and hold them in common. Like, for example, trying to build a business when there's a global pandemic on. Uh, you know, what do I do every time I go live on Zoom to do my Facebook live? Suddenly the Amazon delivery driver comes and I've got to like pause it and go down and get a parcel. Otherwise he's going to leave it in the shed three doors down because that's how they rule. Um, the, the fact that, you know, you come to the end of the year and your accountant gives you the news. Congratulations, you've got a massive tax bill. That means you did really well. And you go, oh, I didn't say it for that though, did I? All of the things that we know our people have in common. How do you work from home when you've got pets and kids and things everywhere? What do you do about it? And so what we realized is that our subscribers need to be connected with a sense of community that talks about all of those things. And so we tell stories that reflect the sort of everyday lives of small business owners and micro business owners like us, like me and Kennedy. And so that's what we're looking to do. And so we came up with this really simple three-step formula, which is called SLO. So we'll break it down. Kennedy, the first step. Yes, the first bit is a story. Now, what's these stories about? These stories about the things that Rob just talked about. These are the innocuous, everyday happenings that are happening in your life that your audience will relate to. So, the first thing I want you to do when you start writing your newsletter, however often you want to send it, monthly, weekly, three times a week, five times a week, seven times a week, 700 times a day, it doesn't really matter. You will become very aware of the things that are happening, the trivial things happening around you all the time, where there's an interesting story you go, huh, I've got to tell them about that. And it will not, here, this is important, as we said earlier, 
This will not be related to what it is you do or sell in your business. So, for example, during during the COVID-19 pandemic, Rob thought it was a cracking idea to order a new mattress for his bed. He thought, I need a new mattress, and when I'm not allowed to leave the house and test mattresses, that's the perfect time to order one. So... That's got nothing to do with email marketing. There's not even a whiff of email marketing in the fact that Rob is looking for a mattress. All there was was the fact that other people have mattresses and they have probably thought about buying a new mattress at some point in their lives, unless they're, unless they're really dirty. So uh, so what, what Rob did is he wrote a story about the fact that I was thinking about buying a new mattress, but then I was, f- I was faced with this quandary of how do I pick a mattress when I can't go into the mattress shop and sit and bounce up and down on it and then stand on it and then roll on it and look awkward in the shop. How do I pick a mattress during that time? That was the story. Now, the great thing about the story is at the point you're thinking of the story, do not consider your product at all because that's additional cognitive load that you don't need to add onto your brain. So that's the first bit. Come up with an innocuous story. Bear with us. We're going to show you how this turns into making an offer in a moment. So first thing is come up with a story. The next thing you're going to do is look for an interesting lesson, moral, or fable from that story. You want to teach something that means something to your audience based on what it is that you do teach or sell. So if you sell courses and products like membership sites and that kind of thing, then you can talk about the sort of content that you teach, if you like. And if you sell a product like a physical thing, like a dog bed or jewelry, you can talk about how to pick the best one, how to use it, how to give your dog the best possible life, etc. So what you're looking to do, I realize dogs don't wear jewelry. I was sort of rolling them in. Oh, I'm, I'm thinking of sp- spangly collars and all kinds of having their, having lovely toe rings. I can imagine it. So you're going to look for the lesson in that story. So for example, in I sent two emails about the mattress, but in the email that was about buying a mattress, I said, basically, this is really hard. How do you buy a mattress online when you can't feel what it feels like? The truth is, and this is the lesson, the truth is buying anything on the internet is quite difficult because you can't really measure it. You can't really get a sense for the quality of it. You're sort of going from a photograph and some reviews where... Sure, there's some five-star reviews, but there's some one-star reviews too. Buying stuff on the internet always feels risky and it always feels dangerous. That's why you need to tell stories and uh, build up a picture over time in your subscribers' heads until they feel comfortable, not in buying the product, but in buying it from you. And they trust that whatever it is that you sell them, whichever one they pick, you're going to make sure that you take care of them and they get a good solution. And email's a great way to do that. That's the lesson. It's a sort of very soft teaching thing that makes them go, oh yeah, I kind of, I kind of get that. So that's the lesson. And so now we're going to transition from the lesson into the third stage, which is O for offer. Yes. So we've now got a story, a lesson. We've we've got a story. We've got the moral of that story. And now we're going to transition into how your offer, how it is that you, what you, what it is you sell, what it is you, you provide helps them do what you've just mentioned in that lesson faster, easier, better, get them a step ahead, make it more comfortable, whatever it's going to be. So in this case, we transitioned from buying something on the internet is very difficult. You've got to build up stories so people build trust. So then we transitioned into something along the lines of, I don't remember the words verbatim, obviously, but uh, but the, the, less, the offer was basically, this is what we help you do with our campaigns and training inside of our email marketing membership called the League of Email Marketing Heroes. Here's the link to go and find out the information. Notice how short, that was probably a one-line, maybe two-line offer at the very end of a very content, very value-heavy email. And by following this story lesson offer, S-L-O, story lesson offer framework, this automatically means if you just do that every time, 
every time. If you do it every time, it means you always end up sending an email that is outweighing the offer to value two to one. There are two pieces of value. The story has emotional value. That's why I watch movies and films and read books and all those sort of things. And the lesson, value, they're getting something from it. They're saying, oh yeah, that's an interesting idea. There's two bits of value and then there's one offer, which means you never have to wonder, is today a content and value day or is today an offer day? Every day is all of those things, which also means at the moment someone is ready to buy from you, you are there. Our final sort of word on this is stop sending emails when you want to sell something. Start sending emails so that you are there at the very moment somebody is ready to buy. Okay, first of all, I want to just thank Robin Kennedy so very much for joining us on the podcast today. You know, I immediately went and subscribed to their podcast and I'm going to be spending some time binging on it. Their podcast, again, is called The Email Marketing Show. You know, after listening to their tips today, you may want to go and subscribe also. I'll leave all their links in the show notes, but you can find their show on your favorite podcast app, or you can check it out at theemailmarketingshow.com. Now, I have an action step for today. I want you to take Rob and Kennedy's formula and go write an email to send to your subscribers. Then come on over to my Facebook group at bit.ly slash sfs-group, and I want you to share the email that you sent. All right, I can't wait to see you over there. And that's it for today. So as always, go out there and be fearlessly authentic and remember to simplify it, sister. Hey, girlfriend, if you found value in today's episode, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star rating and review. Just go to bit.ly slash sfs-review. You know, reviews on Apple are a great way to get the podcast in front of more eyes (laughs) and ears, and I would be forever grateful. It would definitely put a smile in my heart. And until next time, blessings, Christy.